This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome back to another edition of the show. We're up to episode 399. What is it? Five days till Christmas? December 20th, 2023. And uh, excited about today's guest. Um, He's had a a long and awesome career, which he just kind of announced has come to a close. He's a five-time, I think the first and maybe only for the uh, University of Iowa Hawkeyes, five-time NCAA NCAA All-American uh, Michael Kemmer. Michael, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? Yep, good to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Uh, so I kind of want to get into, you know, the the news, which is, you know, you're retiring from wrestling after, I was saying, a long, successful career. I guess maybe explain how, not, I'm sure not, you don't just wake up one day and be like, all right, you know, I think I'm going to retire. Right? I'm sure there's there's a process over time where maybe I'm, I'm curious, like when the when the thought first pops into your head, or or if you considered even going beyond college, and then you know when it kind of shows up again, like maybe maybe this is time, or maybe it was just something that was just like injury or something this or that it made it me. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have thought about it a decent amount. I mean, I can I can go back to after um, after my my sixth year. Um, I was kind of on the fence of whether I was going to come back to college wrestling or college in general. So it's definitely something that had kind of crossed my mind. I came back from my seventh year and, and finished out and then um, thought about it again after that, you know, my last year kind of dealing with injury and kind of figuring out what's next. Um, was a little bit on the fence, decided, you know, I, I made the move to Cornell with Spartan and um, was made the decision basically that I wanted to keep competing and, went through it the last year, year and a half, and, um, you know, kind of had had some thoughts off and on about, about being done and just kind of talking with people close to me. Um, the idea of kind of getting into coaching and moving on to the next the next phase of life has really been in the back of my mind a little bit and then, um, you know, competed at Farrell and um, after that had some more talks really and just said, hey, you know, if, if I'm ready, I'm kind of the, I'm the kind of guy that, uh, you know, if the decision's there, I'm, I'm going to make the decision. And I, I've always kind of wanted to walk away um, on my own terms and just kind of when I'm ready to do it and felt like, hey, this is this is the right time. And after, like I said, talking to people close to me, it was like, let's make the decision and then go full speed on to what's next. Sure. Uh, you know, when you look back at your career, do you feel like you – not successful, you know, not winning and losing, but do you feel like you made the most of it aside from like any wins and losses, right? Like being able to, cause it's easy to get caught up in the grind. And, and I can't even imagine with the amount of injuries and adversity you've gone through. Um, were you able to enjoy, you know, enjoy it or parts of it? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think so. I think that um, wrestling, it's, 
it's a very emotional sport. There's a lot of ups and downs, obviously, people talk about. But at the same time, um, I, I loved it, and I, I feel like I made the most of it. And I'm definitely not the type of person to to look back with a lot of regret. I mean, sure, there's there's matches that I wish would have gone differently, and there's um, you know obviously things you wish you could change. But at the same time, I mean, the experiences that I've had, the, the people that I've gotten to train alongside, the coaches I've had, the opportunities. I mean, I could go on and on. I feel feel really blessed to to have had the career that I had, and um, and I look back very fondly on it. Talk about you know the decision to come back, like you said, for a seventh year, and you you were thinking maybe maybe I don't want to come back to even school, let alone wrestle, and how you went through that process because that sounds that sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I had a little bit different of a college career. Wouldn't have gone into it thinking I would be doing seven years, so um, <laughs> it was sense. definitely definitely unique. But I, I would say, um, yeah pretty much had 2020 that was my fifth year COVID canceled the season I knew I probably was going to get a medical red shirt um so I knew I was going to have one more year and it was that altered season with you know no fans and everything and kind of the way I was looking at it was um you know go out on top and then you know no better way to, to finish than get a national title and kind of move on and um, I think in the middle of the year, they announced that there was a possible extra year. And I was like, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, you know what, let's, let's finish on top team title, individual title. And then, uh, and then, you know, right off into the sunset, I guess you could say. And, yeah. uh, but basically, you know, didn't go my way, lost in the finals. We got the team title, which was great. And then had some conversation with the coaches, with my teammates. And it was just really hard to pass up, especially, you know, having no fans that year we won the title and, being able to bring everybody back, you know, a lot of guys were coming back. It just kind of felt like the right thing. Um, putting whatever's next on hold and, and, you know, finishing out my career. Yeah. Uh, you know, another, another thing that's interesting that you brought up and you keep bringing things up and I'm like coming back and you're like <laughs> the COVID situation, right? Uh, again, like explain finding out, three days, four days, five days before, before the tournament and like how you kind of wrapped your head around that, dealt with it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it was one of those things that it felt like it happened really fast. I mean, people were talking about COVID and coronavirus and you're at big tens and, you know, you're hearing about it, but you definitely don't expect what happened to happen and then kind of you know, we talked about we were in the room, we were having practice, and they just kind of, you know, Mariah, Alex Marinelli's wife, came in with a with a sheet of paper, and I think it was basically saying that NCAAs was canceled, and they brought us all in and and told us, and you could just it felt like honestly like history, like it felt like a big piece of history that was like happening right in front of our eyes, and I just remember feeling for guys like Pat Lugo, you know, being a senior, Spencer. Um, you know, on track to be a four timer and feeling like he's going to miss, miss one of his NCAA opportunities. And I think we were such a close group. We all kind of felt for each other, felt like the team race was not wrapped up, but we felt like if we performed, there was no reason we shouldn't win. Um, so there was a lot of emotion. And I just remember we all kind of got together after we were hanging out at Caleb Young's house and we, we kind of picked each other up, but 
um, it was a very unique time for sure. And, and like I said, it felt like just living through history. Like at the moment, I was like, this is going to be history. It really was. It, it, it kind of was. And it, I think your instinct was spot on with the way, with the way you felt. Uh, so like there's the COVID, there's the, the sixth year, the seventh year. I don't know. Like we, we all face a lot of things in, in, our, in our wrestling careers. Can you like, where did you face the most adversity? Uh, was it a single moment? Was it an injury? Was it uh, a, a group of those? But like, you know, and, and, and then how did you overcome that? Yeah, I, I think um, probably the, the injury aspect was was the toughest for me. I mean, back in the 18-19 season, I, um, I had a shoulder injury that I was dealing with. And then on top of that, I tore my ACL. And the plan was to, you know, go out with the big knee brace and wrestle and, and probably be shoulder braced up too and kind of go through it. And then... Um, and then my shoulder fully dislocated, so I'm dealing with both and decide to get surgery. And I just remember, you know, being out that whole year and watching the guys and being super hungry to come back. And uh, so that was like the, kind of the first part of it. And then obviously my senior year, um, make that big decision to come back. And then basically September, October, you know, re-injure the shoulders, dislocate the shoulder. Um, now it's like, well, I've committed to coming back. You know, I want to finish out the right way. And, uh you know, dealing with that was really tough. I, I went back and forth in my mind about, you know, just, just calling it quits and getting surgery or toughing it out and finishing and was able to just get to a place in my mind where I was like, I can make the most of this situation and, and persevere and prove it to myself, you know, be an example to my teammates. And um, it was really tough, though. But once I kind of was able to get my mindset right, I mean, it was uh, something that I'll take with me for sure. I'll never forget that experience. Man, how many surgeries did you have? How many limbs did you have uh, altered, <laughs> replaced, fixed? How, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, the major ones. I mean, I had I've had two on on my left shoulder. Um, the second one was like a little bit more invasive of a surgery. They they took some bone and, and screwed it in. Uh, it was a whole process. And then my my knee ACL had some meniscus stuff on the other knee. Um, so I've had I've had a good deal of surgeries. That's crazy. Okay, uh, I feel like I feel like I'm like bringing this down here, asking about all these tough times, right? Like, tell me about your first dual meet at Carver. Do you remember it? I do. Yeah. I so I we we had these duels, the Iowa City duels. I don't know if you remember them. Of course. Were, yeah. Like mid afternoon like during the day. Yeah, yeah. They were like during the day on a Friday, and we wrestled some smaller schools. So those that was technically my first duel, but. I don't really count that as much as um, my first big duel. We wrestled Iowa State at home, and uh, uh, I wrestled this guy who was super funky, and I was super excited. I mean, I've been dreaming of wrestling in Carver my whole life. It was like my screensaver on my phone. Jody used to take us and the Young Guns, young guns guys out, so this is like something I've been waiting for for a long time, and I think I warmed up for about an hour straight. I mean, I was pumped up. I was just uh, super amped, and I went out there, and um, I think I like got a takedown, put him on his back, was like cruising, and then I just felt an absolute adrenaline dump. And I remember the dude was super funky and like rolled me through, and uh, it ended up being a barn burner of a match. And after that, I was I was kind of down about it, and everyone was just like, hey, you gotta like keep your emotions in check. And it was a really good lesson because I learned 
I almost wrestle better, more chilled out, more relaxed, kind of managing that that energy versus going out hyped up like I'm uh, like I'm about to be on special teams for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers or something. You know, <laughs> so I just had to kind of calm down a little bit. <laughs> Great insight, and uh, yeah, man, the Iowa City duels. It was like the early December, right? Friday at like yep, one yep. p.m. We used to like go to the uh, food trucks around the corner, pick up a bunch of food, and come up at oh, the yeah. office and, and hunker down. Yeah, watch out because it was like the start of the kind of right at the start of the NCAA season, first or second weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. College I think it was wrestling. usually one of our first things, and there, there were some of those smaller schools there. We still got a decent little crowd. I mean, a Friday afternoon. In Iowa City, it was still it was still a decent little crowd. It was it was a good uh, a good thing to start with. Yeah, so that was your first, in, or your first big duel. Do you have like a favorite? You know, over the decade you were there, <laughs> do you have a, a favorite <laughs> a favorite moment or duel meet or individual match uh, or just memory right from from competing at Carver? Yeah, I mean. I definitely think the one that comes to mind is the 2020 duel with Penn State where um, it was just super back and forth. Um, I wrestled Hall, and obviously it was it was a great match, but also, I mean, there were just so many moments throughout that duel, so many swings. Uh, you know, Spencer wins, and then uh, DeSanto has to default, so we have up six, and we're kind of down, and then we're coming back. And it was just very back and forth. Chenzo and Marinelli had one of their battles, um, you know, and then Warner and Cassiope won to finish it off. But I just remember the energy in that duel was wild. And, and also I remember them coming to Carver my senior year and I lost like a, like a double overtime match to Starachi. But even there, I mean, the energy in the place was crazy and they beat us that duel. But um, it's just, those duels are awesome because you can just feel each team just raising their level back and forth, back and forth. And the crowd is just kind of on their edge. Like, waiting for a chance to just erupt you know they're waiting for that that big swing to erupt so being a part of atmospheres like that is awesome and now i go to sporting events and i see that and i'm like man it's pretty cool that like i got to be the one down there um you know in the middle of all that when did you realize like was it not till you were at another sporting event and you look down and you're like oh, i get to do that or were you ever like on the bench or maybe after a duel or something be like we're the guys on the field this is great yeah, I feel like at first I experienced that, and then I kind of got used to it where it was just kind of part of the routine. And then, yeah. I don't know, it's just like lately, like a, be at a concert or a sporting event or something, like, man, that's pretty cool. Like this amount of people is, is out there to watch something like wrestling, watch watch you compete. I mean, it's pretty cool. In a sport like wrestling, you don't see that a lot. So it was it was awesome. Did did the ner- Do you ever succumb to nerves or anything, or was that first match against Iowa State enough of an example of how not to approach it that you figured it out? Yeah, no, there were there were definitely always nerves, and sometimes there more nerves, sometimes there's less nerves for whatever reason. But um, I feel like the more that I was in that atmosphere, kind of the the better I got at dealing with it and kind of using it for me and realizing that it's not a you know, it's not something that has to hurt me. I, mean, I, I can have nerves and it can make me compete better. That's kind of how I looked at it. But, I mean, you definitely, you, you know, I'm human and you're going to feel that kind of thing whenever you're in a crowd like that and the stakes are high. What do you think was your, your you just gave me a couple moments that stand out. What was like your, maybe your best performance? Maybe it was that match against Mark Hall and that duel, but maybe it was in some random open tournament or maybe it was something nobody ever saw. 
Yeah, uh, I definitely think that was one of them. Um, I feel like, I don't know, kind of like the, the thing that started giving me momentum was it, my redshirt year. Just you're, you're in college and um, it's new to you and you're, you kind of got to figure out where you belong. And I remember there was like an early open, the Cyclone Open. And I remember I was a 49-pounder when I first came in, so I jumped up a few weights. But I was in a stacked bracket and I just remember kind of taking it one match at a time and and winning the open and that was kind of one of the things that um you know I just felt like I was really on that day and it kind of showed me that I belonged um that I was you know that I, that I could be successful in college wrestling so that's definitely one that sticks out um you know another fun match I remember I remember my first full year in the lineup so after my redshirt year uh the Midlands finals wrestling Tyler Berger and we had like a 25 minute uh, showdown and yeah uh, I think I remember that five different reviews and there was like chirping going on at the <laughs> end and um you know it's rivalries like that and in environments like that that you know that's the stuff that I definitely will miss about competing it's just um it brings the best out of you you know it brings that fire out of you that not a lot else can and you yeah nailed it uh how about off the mat right what what things stand out um, it could be college or, or post or pre, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I got, I have so many good memories. I think the thing that sticks out is just that I've, I've been a part of so many, not only good teams, but fun teams with, uh, you know, with unique guys. And we had a lot of fun together. I mean, those Iowa teams, we were super close and I just remember hanging out at each other's places and playing video games or goofing around or whatever. And then back to high school, I mean, Franklin Regional, my high school team, like we had a ton of fun. We had a young coaching staff that they pushed us, but they made it really fun. And uh, we had a group of guys that, that just enjoyed being around each other and we pushed each other, but we had a lot of fun. And then, you know, even in post-college going to a new program, being with Cornell, being around these guys, we got some unique individuals there. And so I, I would just say being around the guys and kind of just seeing everyone's unique personality is is really cool. I've gotten to be around a lot of different guys. Yeah, tell if you if you can think of some uh, similarities and differences between you know Iowa and Cornell. Yeah, I think I think similarities are that they're two programs that have had a lot of success and they have high standards and they attract people that want to be very successful i mean you know iowa wrestling the tradition speaks for itself and you're attracting guys that want to be a part of that and cornell what they've built i mean you're talking about um guys that want to be successful and want to win national titles and at the same time you see what what the alumni has done and you know talking to some of these guys on the team and their aspirations of things beyond wrestling it's it's really cool to be a part of that so just being around high-minded people is something that I always want to be around. Um, and then in differences, um, I think there's probably fewer than, than you would think, but just, um, a little bit different atmosphere, maybe just kind of different way of, of doing things. Um, but both with the same, same goal. Okay. Um, let's talk about like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going backwards now, like Jody strip matter and, and young guns, um, do you, I'm, from where I'm from, it's really unique to, to 
to have that kind of coach, and you're from Pennsylvania, it's a little, it's a little bit more, not as unique, but still, like that's a that's a fantastic opportunity growing up. Did you realize that at the time? How great a coach it yeah. had, and training partners, and and everything else. I don't think I realized um, how special it was. Like the older I get, the more I realize how special it is. I, I kind of realized whenever we would go to different tournaments across the country or dual tournaments or whatever it might be, um, you kind of saw how successful we were up and down the line. Or maybe I'd go to a tournament and we'd be across the country and I'd be wrestling a guy from my club in the finals. So that's where I kind of realized like, Hey, what we have in the room, this isn't everywhere. And yeah, now that I'm older and I, and I look back on it, it's pretty wild to see how many guys are still going and still, competing in the sport i just think that uh you know i'm biased but western pa especially with the group of guys that we had going through it was it was pretty crazy and i i, I don't know it's it's in the culture it's in the water over there but um and jody did a really good job of of uh you know mentoring us going through that yeah uh what i don't know it's hard to pinpoint but like what what do you think it is about pennsylvania western pennsylvania Every story I hear is every other kid's got a wrestling room in his basement. His, all his dads and uncles wrestled. And what's your take on this? Uh, why it is such a part of the culture? And and I'm sure because it's such a part of the culture is a lot of the reason so, you're so good. I, I think it's just um, yeah, wrestling is a very cultural sport, and that's a very blue collar area. And I feel like, I mean, I got into wrestling because my dad wrestled and his brothers wrestled. And I feel like if you ask a lot of the people in the area that's it's the same thing it's a family thing that goes back to i don't know those blue collar roots and just kind of the way the way people grow up in that area is conducive to a sport like wrestling and um yeah i i think that's the best way to say it and, and people appreciate it too i mean there, there's lots of support and i just remember like growing up in westmoreland county like our county tournament uh you know, we, I would be wrestling guys there that I could wrestle in a bracket where there's like multiple top 10 ranked guys in the country wrestling in, in a county tournament. I mean, it's insane, but I think it goes back to the culture. Yeah, it goes back to that that blue collar uh, aspect. Do you remember your first ever match? I do. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good memory. I wrestled. Uh, I think it was another Franklin Regional guy, actually, and it was a 12-10 to 10 overtime win. I still remember it was a barn burner. But I I remember that. I was uh, I was 40 pounds, I think. How old were you? And it's weird. Like, he kind of – I was four. Okay. And, and it's weird because you don't think you remember much stuff from when you're four. But all I really remember is walking around and people were kind of, like, like smiling at me. And I was kind of like, that's super weird. And I, like, asked my dad about it. And he's like, yeah, because you were – you were the tiniest guy at the tournament. You were just like a little kid, so people were just like laughing at like you and your little wrestling shoes. But I, that's like a like the only real memory I have of it. But I remember just like I was kind of like a I had a wandering mind. I was kind of like, why is everyone just looking at me, smiling at me? So it was kind of funny. But he's so um, cute. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Was there like a moment when you, like you're four, you're wrestling or whatever? But was there a moment where like it grabbed you? You know, you got hooked on wrestling, and it was like a win, a loss, a practice, uh, an experience, whatever, a, t- a time period maybe where you were like, all right, this is my thing. Yeah, uh, I think that 
whenever I was young, I, I just kind of did it because I was like, Hey, my parents take me to practice. And I, I didn't really think much beyond that. I know that I was competitive from very young and I wanted to win. I feel like, um, I feel like I really started to like make it my own kind of when I got into middle school, when I got into like fifth or sixth grade and I, it was always super important to me, but I just remember kind of learning about like taking accountability and, um, you know, getting up to run or getting extra workouts in or, um, and I remember like flow wrestling was getting big and like after school getting on my computer and watching videos and like the, the, the technique wave and stuff like that. And I remember, uh. I just remember kind of making it my own, whereas earlier it was more, this is what my parents want me to do. This is what my dad has me do. He takes me to practice, and um, it became kind of my own thing around then, I would say. All right. So you grow up, you come up through through Young Guns. You're in PA country, uh, well, you know, and you have lots of success, right? What was the recruiting process like? Was it like a no-brainer? I want to go to Iowa, or did you take your visits and, and think it through? Yeah, I mean, I took my visits. Um, I was, I, it was definitely a process that that I, I went back and forth a lot, just because I, I just really wanted to make the right decision, and I had a lot of different things that were important to me. I, you know, I wanted to be the best wrestler I could be, and academics was super important to me. You know, my parents were were big on that, and um, I think my my final four schools were. I took officials at least to Cornell, Lehigh, Iowa, and Stanford. So um, there's a lot of big academic schools in there. And I, I went on my Iowa visit, and um, I was a pretty clean-cut kid. I uh, was really big on, like, um, you know, doing the right things on the mat, doing the right things off the mat. That's kind of, like, the big thing that Jody preached in the Young Guns way. You know, I stayed away from drugs, alcohol, like partying. Like, I was just very... You know, I got to do what I got to do to win. And uh, I went out on my visit and, you know, like the, the story, I've told it a, a million times, but it just was kind of an atmosphere that was kind of like a work hard, play hard type of thing to me. And I went back and told Jody that, you know, and not to like rat on anybody. I was just like, you know, I don't know if that's really like the kind of culture that I want to be in and where I got back to the brands and Tom drove out to my house and, and basically like was like what concerns do you have you know he showed up and and we talked through it and I, I kind of told him my concerns told him what I wanted and he pretty much cleared everything up with me and told me about how they were trying to bring in someone like me and and change the culture have a good culture and all these things and that was really what kind of flipped me a lot so we got to give a lot of credit there because growing up I was a shoe in to probably be a Hawkeye but I didn't want to just go because that's always what I wanted. I wanted to think through the process and uh, not make any emotional decisions. So when, when Tom left your house, were you like, all right, I'm, I'm back on board? Or did it take a while and you had to call him later? It, it, it took a little bit. I mean, I, I definitely uh, I definitely had to think about it a little bit more. And I was pretty close still at, at that time like ah, oh, you know I kind of already have my mind made up but I thought about it more talked to my parents you know talked to people and I kind of knew deep down that's where I wanted to be I just had those concerns and you know when he said that stuff to me I could tell that that it was legit he was he wasn't blowing smoke he was serious about it and you know it turned out to be an awesome decision 
did that come to fruition? Like, what, you know, he's like, hey, like, do you feel like, I'm not saying Alex, or I mean, uh, you know, Michael Kummer did this himself, but do you feel like you played a role maybe in, in whatever he was describing? Hey, yeah, yeah, come I, on board. We need you to fill this role. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think what we had really going well for us is um, we got a group of guys in there that just loved wrestling. We loved being on the mat. We loved being in the room. Like, we we weren't just in there um, when we had to be there, and then we wanted to be off kind of, you know, doing other things. I mean, we had a lot of fun outside the room, but we we loved wrestling. I mean, we, we loved to be in there getting better, scrapping, learning, developing. I mean, all that stuff um, was just kind of how we were. And I, I like to think I played a role in that. And um, the grade of guys that I came in with, they all, they all played a big role in it. Um, we weren't a, a huge, highly ranked recruiting class, but we had a lot of really good character guys. We had like 14 guys in the class, and it was just a lot of guys that they, they weren't always in the spotlight, but they showed up and did what they had to do. And then the grades coming after that, I mean, we had a really big class the next couple of years and they were all similar guys and the culture just shifted really fast. Yeah, you guys did. It's really spectacular things during your career. Um, what Tom and Terry, what's the biggest difference to you between Tom and Terry? Um, biggest difference. And then maybe the biggest like... similarity doing both okay biggest similarity i i mean i could say the intensity and the competitiveness and the 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 drive to win you know they they want i mean you can feel it in the corner you can feel it that you know if you don't get the job done they feel it as much as you do or if not more and they put it on themselves maybe more than you do which as an athlete for me is kind of tough because I always feel like I'm the one out there. So I'm the one that should probably have the most responsibility, but I think they take it tough and, you know, maybe, you know, as a coach, I'll feel that as well. But, um, I just remember like, sometimes like, ah, I think that was more on me, you know, but yeah. they'll, they'll take the, the accountability. Um, different differences. Um, a lot of, there's a lot of differences. I mean, I would say, uh, some you hear a lot is Terry kind of like, um, maybe shows his emotions on his sleeve a little bit more than Tom. Um, but that that's probably like the big one, I would say. Um, they, they both, you know, they both did a lot for me though. It was, it was a great experience. Sure. Uh, okay. Carter Starachi, right. Um, he's unbelievable. You had, you had a, a solid rivalry with him. Um, what are your takeaways when you look back on that, right? And then knowing he's what, going for his fourth title and I think has a fifth yeah. if he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my takeaways are whenever I'm out there on the mat against a high-level competitor, I can – you can kind of feel it's just there's a little extra will to win there. And I, I remember every time we wrestled, I mean, we had some some battles there. And he was young. That first year was his first year in the lineup. Um, the year that he beat me in the finals and I could just feel like this guy's not going to go down easy. You know what I mean? Like he's going to hang on until the last second in a position. He's going to, he's going to fight till the very end. And um, I'm going to have to bring my best and then some, 
if I want to get the job done because, um, you know, I, I don't want to say that guys necessarily quit, but some, sometimes guys kind of concede things and, and just didn't feel like he was ever going to concede anything. He was going to battle me to the end. And I like that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what, like I said, that brings the best out of me. And like I said, when I think about uh, good memories, it's, it's those rivalries and those guys that I wrestled that like brought the best out of me. And I actually remember most the match in the dual meet that I lost that double overtime match, but um, it was a brawl and the, and the crowd was going crazy. And I came off the mat and I was like, man, like I didn't even get the job done, but that was just fun. Like that was just the, like we did that, you know what I mean? We went out there and put that product on the mat and it was, uh, I don't know. Something like that is, you know, both guys just raising the bar and rising to the level of their competition. It was, um, it was something that it always brought the best out of me wrestling them. That's awesome. That's a great story to hear that, you know, coming off after that overtime loss, still thinking it was awesome and fun. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, you tweeted yesterday, uh, two days ago, over after some reflection, I've decided to retire from wrestling. Um, Starachi retweeted and said, congrats on a great career. You're a true warrior. I'm down for some lessons. I think that means he wants to train. Does that mean he wants to train? I think it does. I think it means he wants to train. So might have to arrange that. Might have to have someone, uh, arrange some of those lessons. That's awesome. Like, uh, that would be cool. Uh, obviously. Uh, but like what, what is next for you? What is next? Right. Do you, are you going to, do you still work out? Do you think you'll work out once a week or occasionally, um, wrestle, I mean, right. Not just fitness and yeah. kind of what's, what's the plan from here? Yeah. Um, right now I, I coach with, with Cornell. I coach there. We call them the frogs. I don't know if you know about the frogs. Yeah. It's our, uh, our gray shirt guys. So I coach those guys, me, Yanni, and actually John Lowe. Uh, he's been helping us out too. He's, he's out for the year with injury. So we've been coaching those guys and taking them to open tournaments. So Right now, I've been coaching them and getting on the mat with them, and then also being a resource to the Cornell guys, you know, and those, those guys around my way, you know, Foca, Ramirez, Cardenas, all those guys, shooting uh, Meyer, um, being, being a resource to them, that's kind of what I've been doing. And so nothing's really changed there as far as, you know, how can I get those guys better? Now I think it's just a little bit more of, um, is less of a selfish aspect to it, you know, where a lot of things have kind of been about myself and I get them better in the process where now it's like, what more can I bring to these guys? How can I show them a different feel? How can I, um, you know, come in and just be a resource to them and try to coach them and, and be as selfless now as I can. So helping those Cornell guys out, helping the frogs out, um, and then kind of building from there. And yeah, ultimately, um, I want to be in college coaching and, and, you know, give what I have to offer, but you know, that's, that's what I'm doing right now. And given, given what I got to that. Okay. So you're kind of in the fold with the Cornell, with the Cornell program, which is great, great program to be a yep. part of. Uh, and the ultimate goal maybe is to be a head coach one day. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and when I came to Cornell after college, I was going through the process. I didn't really know what my goals after wrestling were. That was kind of part of the decision. Um, they, they, one of their alumni, uh, his name's Tyke. He had a, he has a healthcare company and 
I, I have a finance degree and a master's in finance. So I originally was doing some work for the company, getting some finance experience and coaching those guys and then also competing. And um, I kind of s- felt like the, the business or the finance world wasn't as much what I was passionate about as as compared to wrestling, right? So um, so then it was coaching and competing and now it's, hey, I, you know, the competing side of things is done. I want to coach. So um, I want to, yeah, eventually have goals to be a head coach. And right now it's it's how do I get there? The sport's crazy, right? It's just like, it just like sinks its claws into you. And then not that even you necessarily try to get away, but it's just like, it's like once you're in it, you're just like, yeah, why would I want to do anything else? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the best. It's, uh, it's hard to find that passion, um, elsewhere and people do it and it's great. But I'm like, man, if, if I'm going to make a career, I, I get the opportunity to make a career out of something that I love and I've done my whole life. It's hard to pass that up. Yeah. Same. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm kind of, kind of moving on, on towards the end here. I got a, I got one little question. We kind of went over this, but not maybe in the same format and definitely not both questions. So it's a little, a little game I like to play with the guests called wins and whoopings. So like over the, you know, your from your first lat match to your last, um, anyone in between, can you think of one win that's memorable? It doesn't have to be like your best win. It could be like a kid that used to beat you in third grade and you, you finally beat him. Or for whatever reason, it's memorable to you. And then like one just straight ass whooping you took that was, you know, one of those whoopings you walk off the mat and question everything. And you do either yeah. one first. Yeah. Um, I would say memorable win was probably my – my senior year in the state finals, just because um, a lot of people don't know, but I, I got second my freshman, sophomore, and junior year, and so I was on. I uh, made the finals my senior year, and I had I had four time runner up potential, which, oh is, I mean, is not something that that I was looking to have happen. So <laughs> when I finally broke through and and won a state title, it was it was so much more relief than anything else, just because. Uh, the state finals was not a fond memory for me for a long time. I mean, it was just, I had some, some, and I, and I would also say like a memorable loss, not really a whooping, but a memorable loss was my junior year. I wrestled Vincenzo Joseph, who's, you know, to this day, a good friend of mine. And, um, he, and he beat me in overtime. We had like a crazy match. And, uh, so then my senior year, finally able to get it done. Felt good. Um, as far as memorable whoopings, I would say, um, it's hard. It's still it's still hard for me to talk about talk about whoopings. I'm not gonna lie, but I would say um, I have some. Probably when I was when I was younger, I remember going to this tournament in Virginia with Rob Waller with uh, with All American, and I remember uh-huh. um, I went down there and I wrestled this kid. I have no idea what his name is to this day, but I remember he just absolutely killed me, and I remember like calling my dad talking to him on the phone and just like crying about it and i just it always stuck with me i tell you another one that stuck with me is um i was wrestling at a duel i think it was with with all american again and i was beating this kid from west virginia it was 12 nothing and i was in on a takedown and like a crackdown and next thing i know i'm looking between my legs and i'm getting pinned and it was the first time i ever saw or experienced a spladel and I got pinned, and I was up twelve nothing. And I remember just being back in the hallway, like 
throwing a fit, like crying. And I just thought, I was like, that must be the greatest move ever because I have no idea how he did that to me. And uh, that was a memorable one because I, I had no idea how I ended up on my back. So sometimes you got to learn those lessons the hard way. Yeah, uh, not just on my back, but like tied up with my leg. What's going on here? Where's where my yeah. feet? Uh, the state finals your senior year where you lost, you know, you had lost the three prior. Was that a close match? Did you Was it in the balance near the end? Was it dramatic or did you just kind of win? It was a close match. I uh, I think it was 1-1 going to the third. Um, I got a takedown and then he got out and then he was like kind of in on my leg. Now, I wouldn't say close to finishing, but there were like 10 seconds left and we kind of like went out of bounds. And But you could kind of feel the crowd give that little, you know, as he gets in on my leg. Is so. it going to happen again? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah. That was that was a monkey off the back situation for sure. All right. Um, yeah, man. I think I think that's. Well, we could sit here all day, um, but I don't want to keep you all day. It's, it's you know just wanted to kind of touch back on your career, think about some of the highs, some of the lows, some of the good times, and some of the bad. Uh, I'll, I'll leave you with the final word or anything. Maybe we haven't touched on if you wanna want to go there yeah no i mean i would just say um you know all the people that have supported me it's it's i've felt it it's been awesome and um maybe if you're rooting for another team and you were rooting against me you know i, I felt that energy too it's always it was always fun to wrestle in the spotlight and um you know be a part of some of those big matches and i'm excited to to be a part of that from from a different angle now and give some guys coach some guys to some some memorable experiences themselves so all right well michael uh it's it's been a real privilege uh and, and it's been awesome watching your career so thanks for for giving us all the entertainment and uh, and congrats to so much success and i'm sure you're going to be just as successful moving on with coaches so thanks a lot man best of luck with uh with everything in the future yep thank you all right thanks see you later all right folks and that'll do it Big, big congrats to, to a great career for Michael Kemmer. Um, hope you guys have a, great, a Merry Christmas coming up on Monday, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Later.